Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. Update on Gilbert, the toddler cat. Mm-hmm. I think he's still in toddler years because he's still a kid. He's a little bit of an older kitten, yeah. but I'm pretty sure he's still a toddler. Still acting like one. He's still acting like one. Yeah, every time I think like, okay, we're good. We're getting past some of these behavioral issues. Something else happens. Uh-huh. So this morning, I swear, I stepped out of the room for like a minute. Uh-huh. I had to like, you know, go to the bathroom. So I left the it's room. It's always where it starts. It's always where it happens. And I came back. And the two cats were sitting, and there was an object in the middle of the floor, which Gilbert was chewing on, and Reverb was just watching him. So mm-hmm. I also blame the older brother for not, you know, watching <laughs> Stepping his... Stepping in. Yeah, come on. Uh, so I'm like, what does, he, what does he have? And so I walk over, and it's a little tube of something, and I pick it up, and it's like a tube of lotion that's, that's like a tiny sample tube. Mm. And he has like chewed some holes in it. Oh dear! And there's there's some liquid coming out. And he's like <laughs> licking his lips, uh-huh. and I'm going, Oh no! Am I gonna have to call poison control for a cat? Like this is such toddler behavior. Uh, Where did you even find this? And what mm-hmm. made you think this is a good thing to chew yeah. on? Oh my goodness! In my opinion, napping is a skill. Zoe here with you on Real FM, and I would love to be able to take a nap anywhere at any time on command because sleep is beautiful. Sleep is great. I love it. And there, and the few times that I have been able to nap when I needed to, oh, is it so refreshing. But it's hard. It's hard for me to nap. There's just something. My body just like is so stubborn and it's like, no, no, you're not going to nap. I don't know why, but you're just, you're just not going to. But this piglet is absolutely adorable. It's this cute little video that's been trending on TikTok. And it's so adorable because this piglet has the napping skill. It is not only napping on a head of lettuce, which is already like, wow, you can nap anywhere. But you really can nap anywhere because there are chicken, like baby chicks running around or ducklings or whatever, small fluffy birds chipping away at the lettuce. There's cats, there's puppies. There's like all these little like farm animals everywhere. Chaos and in the center of the chaos is this piglet just passed out on the head of lettuce. And uh, at the end of the video, he wakes up and he looks like, whoa, what's been going on? Uh, But I I wish I could have a skill like this piglet to just be able to nap in the midst of chaos. Kind of like Jesus on the boat as the storm is happening. He was just chilling. He was taking his nap. We need to model these figures in our life. Lately, Kara, I've been learning a little bit about the minor prophets. Ooh. Yeah. That's intimidating. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm teaching Sunday school okay. to the high school class at our church. Yeah. I'm volunteering to do that. That's and cool. our high schoolers were the ones that were like, what do you want to learn about? They said the minor prophets. What? I love these kids. <laughs> no kids. It's amazing. Aww. So I'm learning about the minor prophets <laughs> as I attempt to teach it. Wow. And this week we started in, in our first minor prophet book. And that is the book of Hosea. Yeah. And there's a lot of things we could talk about with Hosea. Yeah. All the minor prophets can get a little bit crazy. Yeah. Uh, but in Hosea, he often talks about how Israel was lacking in what he calls knowledge of God. Mm. And when I first was reading about this, I was kind of thinking, okay, so like they didn't know about God's ways. They mm. didn't remember God's laws or right. commandments. That's kind of what it sounds like to modern ears. Yeah. But as I studied this a little bit more and learned from a lot of really smart people who have studied this, we're talking about the Hebrew word for knowledge in this case doesn't really distinguish between like a head knowledge and a heart knowledge. Yeah. It's 
really all-encompassing. Interesting. So when Hosea talks about the Israelites did not have knowledge of God, mm-hmm. he's not really saying like they didn't know about God. Yeah. He's saying they didn't know God. Interesting. And there's a big difference between knowing about someone yeah. and actually knowing someone. For sure. Knowing someone implies a relationship, right? Yeah. There's a lot of heart involved there, mm. not just memorizing facts about someone. Hmm. And it turns out this is totally exactly what was happening in Hosea's day, mm. where you had all of the uh, the priests and the king of this northern kingdom of Israel, that they were still worshiping God. Yeah. It's just they were also worshiping all of these other false mm. gods at the same time. Yeah. So they were trying to have it both ways. Interesting. They knew about the God of Israel. They yeah. knew what they were supposed to do. They had the head knowledge, yeah. but they didn't actually know God relationally. Wow. And I just can't help but think, man, how often am I the same way? Mm. Like, I want to read all the books, study all the things, <laughs> yes. learn everything that I can about God, because I think that my knowledge of God is going to be the thing that saves me, that right. makes my life easier, Ooh. that helps me get a leg up in the world, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And it turns out, no, that's that's not the important thing. Knowledge mm. about God isn't bad, Yeah. but it doesn't replace knowing God, wow, having a relationship with him. Yeah. And the best news is God entered into that covenant with the nation of Israel mm-hmm. and through Jesus, his son, he's entered into that relationship with us mm-hmm. as well. So even if we don't feel like we always know God, hmm. there's still really good news in the gospel. And that is God knows us. Wow. Video games. They're fun, they're great, but there's also a dark side to them. Zoe here with you on Real FM, and that's been today's conversation. It's video games. I came across this article this morning. It was a survey of 2,000 American video gamers, and I just found the results bizarre because it should be no surprise that people who play video games say good things about video games. These people found video games to be relaxing, help develop critical thinking and problem-solving skills and teamwork, and I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, but there's more. There's a dark side to video games, and because of that, I have to go to why. Why am I going to play this video game? What value is it going to add to my life? Because I struggled with a video game addiction in high school, and so I have to figure out my reasons for why I'm going to, you know, get sucked into a video game. And for me personally, my why is social interaction. I am an extrovert. I love hanging out with people, developing relationships, and so video games can be a great way to do that, especially if you have long-distance friendships, and so that's something that I've done where I play with a group of friends, we play Minecraft together, and it's a lot of fun because it's more than just the Minecraft for me, it's like talking with them, you know, and hanging out and doing fun, wacky adventures, and with my husband recently, we've been playing a video game. And it's the same thing. I get to spend an hour or two problem solving with him and hanging out, developing our relationship, having fun, building memories. And that's my why. And I think it also helps me moderate myself and know, okay, I only have like an hour to maybe two hours of free time. I'm going to spend it here with my husband or with my friends online. And that's enough. And that's okay for me. Anson, a few minutes ago, you were discussing how you're a little bit concerned about your daughter's idea for your Halloween costume. Yes. Partly because it involves you dressing up as anything. Right. It involves a Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah. And this not is my jam. Not your jam. But uh, well, she has ideas. She has ideas. Well, I was reading about another dad who apparently it is his jam oh. to dress up as things. Okay. And not just for Halloween. One day he decided, you know what? 
I'm going to dress up as Darth Vader and wake up my two-year-old oh. like this. Interesting Which, idea. I know. What brought this on? So he put like the full, he went all out, full gear, mask, voice sounds and wow, all, like okay. the whole thing, grabs a lightsaber, <laughs> goes to his son's room. He, just to be clear, he got his wife's permission to do this. She like <laughs> actually very nervous signed something. Two-year-old's behalf. Oh, this is so good though. Okay, ready? So he goes in the room. It's all on video. He pokes him awake. He says, you know, the... <sighs> Right, And then, yeah. like, says his name. Okay. Sebastian, wake up. And the little boy wakes up, kind of sits up quickly, stares at him for a minute, and then immediately reaches to his bedside, where he pulls out his own lightsaber. What? Without <laughs> missing a beat. Kid doesn't, like, normal adults would, like, scream. Right, Run yeah. from the room. This kid, like, just takes in the situation. Like he was prepared. And he's like... I got this. He had a lightsaber waiting. Lightsaber, lights it up, stands up, faces the Dark Lord. <laughs> wow. Has a little, like, very brief engagement with him. And then, this is the best part, he stares at him for a minute and decides, this is not the way to defeat the dark side. Okay. Reaches behind him and pulls a book from his bedside uh-huh. and hands it to Darth Vader, basically saying, and then points to the chair in the corner. <laughs> Will you read to me? Okay. So then you see Darth Vader in the rocking chair, yeah. like sitting there like, uh, what do I do now? So the little two-year-old has defeated Nicely done. the big scary Darth Vader with kindness. Even though I was born and raised a Christian, I am still learning so much more about God. And I feel kind of silly because you might already know this. This seems like other people know this. It's kind of a common thing, but for me, it was brand new. Right now, my pastor is going through a Sunday series about the four Gospels, why we have four Gospels, and how each Gospel gives us a unique picture of Christ. And so all together, we have a bigger picture when we put all four of them together. And someone at Small Group pointed out how I guess each Gospel portrays Jesus as either one is about Jesus as God, Jesus as man, Jesus as servant, and Jesus as king. I don't remember which is which, but just that each gospel focuses on one of those attributes of God. And that kind of blew my mind a bit because when you put all four of those things together, Jesus as God, Jesus as man, Jesus as servant, Jesus as king, you realize it's kind of a a weird dichotomy. You know, it's like two opposites, servant and king, man and God, like... (laughs) kind of blew my mind a little bit because it shows that Jesus is not an either or. Jesus is a yes and. And I just thought that was a beautiful picture of who our God is and how amazingly complicated and whole he is. Kara, I am concerned. Oh, oh dear. I walked into my home yesterday. Okay. After a long day at work. Uh huh. And I was promptly informed the moment I set foot in my house by one of my daughters <laughs> uh-huh. that I would be a character from the video game Zelda oh. for Halloween. Oh my. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's it's, news to me. It's been decided. Yeah. And decreed. First of all, <laughs> it's September. Yeah. We have a ways to go. That's true. Second of all, I don't actually remember the last time I dressed up for Halloween. Yeah, right. It's not, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a huge dress up guy. <laughs> it's not your zone. As an adult, <laughs> I enjoy watching all the kids dress up and stuff. But sure. I don't know. I don't yeah. usually get into it that much. <laughs> But she was very insistent. No, you are going to be Raru, oh. who is a mythical character, like I said, from the video game Zelda. He's kind of like a, 
like a half man, half goat kind of creature oh. thing. Oh, so this is a serious costume. This is not going to be an easy Halloween <laughs> costume. Okay. Not at all. Wow. He's got this really elaborate outfit on. He's got like ears that are like super long. Oh my gosh. I was like, I don't even know how that would be possible. How do you even? Yeah, this sounds Without really intense. ridiculous. Yeah. And so I kind of brushed it off. I was like, you know, okay. This yeah, is like a thing cute. she's thinking about. Yeah, that, that's a nice idea. <laughs> then later on in the evening, I'm walking through the living room. And my daughters and my wife are over there, and they're all conspiring together oh. about, like, a group family Halloween costume thing. Oh, dear. Based on this video game. And I was going, oh, no. Oh, no. This is this is the downside to being <laughs> a guy in a house full of girls. <laughs> I am definitely you're, about to get roped into you're something. You're outnumbered. When you're at small group or it's time for prayer requests, do you feel like a broken record saying the same exact thing every time? Zoe here with you on Real FM and that's where I'm at right now. I get super embarrassed whenever it becomes time for prayer requests at weekly meetings or a small group or a church or whatever it is and I have the exact same prayer request week after week after week. And you're probably tired of me saying this too, but I am job hunting, job searching, I've done lots of applications and I'm waiting to hear back from people and it's such a frustrating season of life and I get really embarrassed and ashamed that I have the same prayer request. Nothing has happened. And at my last small group I said, yep, my prayer request is the same as last time, you know, praying for a job and I'm embarrassed basically to say that and luckily I have such an amazing small group that's like, no, no, that's why we're here. That's why we're praying. Even though it's the same thing, like, that's all the more reason that we should be praying for it. And that was just really encouraging and what I needed to hear, that I'm not a broken record for saying the same prayer request each and every week. So if you're going through a season and it's just going on and on and on and you feel like a burden for asking for constant prayer, you're not a burden. We're here for each other. Kara, are you a big coffee drinker? I am yeah. a big coffee drinker. Do you have like a daily yeah. cup or amount yeah. that you have pretty much every day? Yeah, pretty much. I try to limit it to about a cup or a cup okay. and a half a day. Otherwise, I get a little jittery if I yeah. go beyond that. But I do, yep, I got to start my morning with that. I learned something interesting about coffee production uh-huh. today. And don't worry, I'm not like getting on you for drinking okay, coffee or anything. Yeah. But apparently, it actually does generate a lot of waste. Oh. Like once the coffee beans are separated from cherries, about half of the mass is discarded. So like for every pound of roasted coffee we enjoy, an equivalent amount of coffee pulp is discarded into landfills across the globe. But a few years ago, researchers decided to do a little experiment. Uh So what they did is they took 30 dump trucks worth of coffee pulp and they spread it out over an area of land in Costa Rica Uh on a, a former coffee farm That had undergone rapid deforestation back in the 1950s. Yeah. And the results of this study were actually really crazy. The lead author of the study said it was dramatic. They treated this area with a thick layer of coffee pulp, Uh and within two years, it turned into basically a small forest. (gasps) While their control areas remain just pasture land and grasses. Wow. So the coffee pulp treated area grew four times more rapidly Whoa. than the non-coffee area. That's amazing. And I was just like, this is like a jolt of caffeine yeah. for nature. For nature. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't just work on people. That's awesome. 
awesome. It works on nature, too. Oh, cool. And then I was thinking, you know what? We may actually want to keep an eye on this area. Yeah. Because one of two things might happen. Uh-oh. First... There might be a crash. Oh right? yeah, like, right. Like happens with us. <laughs> you, know, you get that crash. jolt of energy, and <laughs> the then you kind of crash later in the day. So keep an eye on that forest. See yeah. how it holds up. Or number two, uh-huh. what if this area like turns into a coffee snob? Oh Because this no. happens to us a lot too, right? Oh boy. We start drinking coffee, and then you want something a little fancier. Before we know it, this forest is going to be like, look, I'm not growing anymore. <laughs> Unless you give me, like, not just regular coffee grounds. I need... I want, like, the yeah. fancy stuff, uh-huh. the bougie stuff. That's right. Give me some mocha, caramel, vanilla latte <laughs> leftovers. That's Thank right. you. Hey, it's Zoe here with you on Real FM. And while Anton and Kara like to rag on PSL season, all the pumpkin spice latte craze, I am a part of the problem. I love pumpkin spice lattes. I just think they're so cozy and sweet and oh, they're so good. And I came across these images of the most giant pumpkins I have ever laid eyes on in in a digital picture. Of course, I've never seen actual pumpkins that big. They are so big that this produce at this like farmer's market competition or whatever, they're called mammoth sized. Like that's how big they are. This giant pumpkin that took away the first prize was 1,373 pounds. Let that sink in, how many pounds of pumpkin that was. It was so big it had to be carted around with lots of equipment. It is as, it is bigger than a toddler, like it is enormous. And what's crazy is it's not even as big as the Guinness World Record size for pumpkin. And my biggest question is how many pumpkin spice lattes could be made out of that pumpkin? Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind.